Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about Roman baths, flirting, and we have a first part of the interview called it from the London Community Credit Union. Welcome to The Kindness Project. Yas. I'm Yas. Yas. <laughs> I'm joined by a girl who is the property of no one. At least that's what a t-shirt says. It's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who's so old-fashioned he flirts people from the first century. (laughs) Right, now, can can we just get over this? (laughs) That woman wasn't from the first century. She was only... I knew you were going to bring that up. (laughs) She was only pretending to be from the first century. She pretended to be from the first century. She was actually... that not that old. She was probably about eighty-five. Can I just tell the story? So we were in we were in Bath mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, beautiful city of Bath. The first time I've been there, and we went to the Roman Baths. Yes. And there was an actor, actress, mm-hmm. who was pretending to be a a Roman lady who said, "Oh, you've got lovely legs. I'd like to see you in a tunic." Is that <laughs> is that a fair reflection? You floated back. What do you mean? What do you mean? I flirted back. You flirted back. I did. I you th- agreed to wear a tunic to her body. Look, I, 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 look, when a when a Roman lady asks you to wear a tunic, the polite thing to do is say, "No problem, I wear a tunic." <laughs> I wear a tunic. Show off my knees. <laughs> show off my knees. And it's not the only time I've been flirted with this week. <laughs> so, uh, the weird thing is, uh, uh, Sam Lynn. Apparently, it's twenty-one. We've got a Facebook Live viewer who is uh, watching from Future Ventura, and apparently it's 21 degrees and sunshine, which in Rainham, it's about minus four and darkness. So I don't know who's got the better end of the deal here. We have. Say, we have. We have. I like the so dark. Can I, can I tell you about my other flirting experience? It probably wasn't flirting, but I'll explain it anyway. So after we... So we're now recording the podcast and doing them on Facebook Live, aren't yes. we? And that seems to be going down quite well. Yeah, we've um, only got three watchers. Yeah, I know, but people t- jump in and out and enjoy it. So one of the... One of the things that um, uh, one, of the, one of the things oh, I know where this is going now. One of the things that happened to us the day be, day after is um, I walked into my office and the lady who runs the nursery that shares our office um, uh, pulled me up and said, um, "I was watching you in bed uh, yeah, this morning." I said, "Pardon." I went, I was watching you in bed this morning, and I thought, like, I, di- I genuinely didn't didn't know what she meant. And I went, excuse me. She went, uh, your podcast recorded. Now the weird thing is, I'm not friends with her on Facebook, <laughs> so I. I genuinely don't know how she gets to watch the Kindness Project live if she's not a friend of mine on Facebook. Not a clue. Is she stalking me, Charlotte? Should I be afraid? You're fine. Should I move the office? You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Don't, don't go breaking down on me now, mate. I, I won't, don't, I won't. Don't leave I'm, me. I'm, 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 not, I'm not going... Oh, you've got cold hands. I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not going anywhere. So, uh, how's your week been? Not bad. It's only Monday. It's Monday. How was last week? Last week was okay. 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 Best thing happened about last week? I mean, clearly my best thing is I got flirted at by a a 2,000-year-old woman. What was your best thing? 
Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Pretty average week. Pretty average week. Can you let our listeners know as the conversation is it's so scintillating? It's a little bit. And you search Ola Kindness. Our with, a, with a H. Our, our magical... Um, as, a, as opposed to just Twitter Ola. Page. Our um, magical Twitter page will pop up. And then if you do the same thing on Facebook, our magical Facebook page will pop up. Yeah, so Facebook Live, as we... Our, our podcast has got a uh, Facebook page. Yes. You can find it if you just put um, the Kindness Project in the search bar. You'll be able to find it. Um, or you can find it uh, just by putting Holla, H-O-L-A, Kindness in the... In the mm. Facebook bar, so you can do all of that sort of stuff. Or you can email us at ola at the kindness project. With a H. Dot, dot, dot UK. Uh, or uh, how do you get to the website again? Uh, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. That's the one. About merch, should we talk about merch? Uh, how are we connecting to that? Because I, I don't know. Right? I think, well, Russell apparently is, is uh, on our Facebook Live. So, Russ. If you could give us the connection to the website we need to um, to promote promote the merch, that'd be good. But we have got Facebook t uh, Facebook t-shirts. <laughs> we've got kindness we? project t-shirts. We've got kindness project t-shirts. Hoodies. Hoodies. Kindness project pants. Kindness no. project. What? Oh, we've got phone cases. We've got hoodies. We've got polos. We've got workout shirts. Kindness project bras. No. No. I thought we were going for the underwear, Kindness Project Underwear. No. We, did we shelve that idea? We, we shelved it because it's a bit too close to home. <laughs> a close to home? Is that what you call it? Home? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, it's gone carry on Kindness Project all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, um, yeah, we have got loads and loads and loads of. Uh, stuff you can buy uh, and anything you buy hopefully next time we do a Facebook Live our polo shirt and t-shirt would have come and we can come yeah, kit it out into, into I haven't done it yet yeah. uh, into yes. Kindness Project merch but for now mm-hmm. um, we can uh, we you can buy them whenever you need to so should we move on to have you got a jingle for this? Question of the podcast Woo Woo, Woo. I didn't realise the woo came with that. Well, the woo always comes. This week's question of the uh, podcast oh. is... Oh, yeah, Russell's doing the Twitter, so yeah, you can find us on Twitter. So uh, the, this week's question of the podcast is, if you could try out any job or any occupation just for the day, what would you try? Hmm, maybe... I don't know. What, what, what would you be? Um, well, you know what? I'll keep a go. Fighter pilot. Genuinely. There was a thing on the news this morning about a machine that can send you into G-Force whilst you're... Um, oh, yeah, whilst you're So it was one of those things that what that sort of rotate, that, that mm. simulates G-Force, but you can actually train as a fighter pilot while you're in it. And I'd love to give one of those a go. I don't know. I'd quite like to do, I don't know, deep sea diving. Would you? Like, you know. Where, where would you go? Ooh, coral reefs. I thought you were going to say Dagenham swimming pool, but <laughs> is that... That's <laughs> not deep enough, mate. Is it? It's not deep enough. All right, Stratford swimming pool. How about that? Where would you, where would you dive? Peckham. Peckham? Where, where's that place you said the other day? Gillingham, wasn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> chipping them. <laughs> chipping them. <laughs> chipping them. <laughs> so Charlotte, Charlotte and I were having a conversation the other day, um, and sh- for some reason you mentioned chipping them. <laughs> it was on the news, and they had snow, and I was like, chipping them is just around the corner. I won't be able to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. And it's not. It's two hours away. Chipping them, it's just down the road. And it turns out it was three hours, 20 minutes down the road. <laughs> but weirdly, we went to chipping them accidentally <laughs> yeah. over the weekend without realising that we were going to go and there. And there was, there was a lot of snow. There was a lot of snow and in I Chippenham. I see why. Yeah, a lot more snow than there was in Maynham. Chippenham, Rainham, what's the difference? One's, one's got a chip on its shoulder and one, it rains all the time. It's very true, it does rain here a lot. It does. It does rain. Um, so, listeners and Facebook livers, if you'd like to answer the question of the podcast, if you could try out any other job or occupation for the day, what would you choose? Shall we move on to Kindness News? Let's. Okay, cool. Welcome back to the Kindness Project. We're now going to do, would you like to do the jingle? (coughs) (laughs) Kindness News. Kindness News. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bit of a... So, oh, sorry, what edition? <gasps> is it veteran edition this time? It's, it's... Whoa! Oh. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Apart, apart from a bit of kindness news. So, um, I'll read the first one. War veteran Harold... Per- I'd love to be a Harold. I would genuinely... Harold's a great name, isn't it? Mm. Harold, this guy's name is Harold Percival. Uh, War veteran Harold Percival mourned by strangers after online appeal. In 2013, RAF war veteran Harold Jellico. Oh, he's got some amazing names, this guy. Harold, and then Jellico, and then Percival. Passed away at the age of 99 in a nursing home. Mr. Percival never, never married, didn't have any children, and didn't have any relatives who were able to attend the funeral ceremony. An appeal was put out in a local newspaper for people attend, to attend the service in honour of the veteran who served during the Second World War. More than 200 people turned up to pay their respects to Mr. Percival after the appeal went viral on social media. Love that. That shows that actually... Oh, mate, oh, oh, Mr Percy. Yeah, Mr Harold Percival, Percival is an amazing guy. And then the next one is an American one. Uh, veteran to veteran kindness. Midland family receives free Christmas lights. Oh, this could be in veteran and Christmas edition, couldn't it? Ooh. Do you want to read this one? Okay. A veteran and his family in Midland are enjoying a slightly brighter Christmas season thanks to the kindness of another former service member. That's after the local seasonal company Light Up the Permian Basin held a free giveaway for a Christmas lights package open to any family of a veteran or first responder. Love it. Marco Barano, a 15-year veteran of the US Air Force, won the Facebook contest. Barano lives on Stanolin... This is intentionally confusing, isn't it? Stanolin Avenue in Midland and surprised his children with a Christmas display. His oldest son, Joseph, recounted the experience for him. When I first... Uh, Can you do a a Joseph-sounding voice? (coughs) 
when I first saw them, they were really cool because I didn't know what we no, were going to No, 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 no. That's an Alan sounding voice. Can you oh. do a Joseph sounding well, voice? See, Alan and Joseph sound very similar. No, they don't. Yes, they no, do. they don't. Alan's, Alan's lower pitch. Joseph sounds Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit offensive. When I first saw them, they were really cool. Doesn't sound like Joseph at all. <laughs> well, we'll leave Joseph out of this all for right. now. I didn't know we were getting Christmas lights. And then after I knew who did them, I really appreciated it. Bruno says he hopes the Who kindness... Who said that? Who just said that? It was Joseph. That definitely wasn't Joseph. I know what Joseph Bruno says. Bruno says he hopes the kindness granted him to light up to him by light up the Permian Basin will help others to reflect on the sacrifice that our first responders and veterans make during the holidays. You just think about, especially during the holidays, all the men and women that are de deployed and first responders that are out on the streets protecting us while we're celebrating, and it's just amazing. Yeah, no, def definitely, uh, definitely something that we should consider. Um, and the next uh, piece of kindness news is people are really good. World War II wet veteran. I know how to say the word veteran. Yeah, veteran. Yeah, it's, like it's a baby vet. It's, it's like you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a veteran. Somebody who's a wet veteran. So somebody it's in the amazing. Navy. Yeah, makes sense. Um, people are really good. World War II wet veteran. <laughs> Wife surprised when stranger pays for groceries. On the last day of 2018, Chuck and Ruth Klein said they normally wouldn't shop groceries in the middle of the afternoon, but because the lower Paxton Township couple had to purchase some items for a friend's funeral, they stopped at Giant on Eaglestown, um, Lingolstown Road in the Sasaquilla. Uh, why, why, why are we picking American news stories? They've always got weird names in. The World War II veteran said he and his wife were standing in the checkout line when a pretty young lady allowed them to go ahead uh, in front of her. And if that wasn't kind enough, he said she also paid for their groceries so I like this idea I like the idea of just randomly buying somebody's shopping mm. I like that idea, have mm. you ever done that? I'm broke as all hell oh. I, I tell you what should we, should we have a musical interlude in the podcast uh, what was that? I was a bit of Lucy Spraggan involved um, uh, we are we really are senior citizens 84 year old Ruth said and when we got to the car I realised I didn't get her name and Chuck, he realised that he didn't get a name it either. Chuck said they went to formally thank the mystery woman, woman who noticed his US Navy ring he was wearing. He is a wet veteran. He's a, a wet veteran. Um, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. We just lost one of our friends the and the funeral is tomorrow. So I wouldn't have been in giant such a busy time, Ruth said. Uh, Chuck said he estimates the bill was $50 and he added... He added that he doesn't know what compelled the mystery giver to pay for him. Could be the time of year, the season, and she's a very kind, giving person, the 91-year-old said. Or the fact that her husband serves in the Navy. Her husband might also be a wet veteran. Um, also well, the fact no, that we are, we are elderly. My wife uses a cane and she was struggling uh, when she stands any length of time. All that together shows what type of wonderful person she is. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing work. Thank you, woman, for helping the Navy veteran or the veteran. veteran. Um, we really appreciate it. And that's it for Kindness News this week. We'll see you next time. For this week's Story of Kindness, we're doing another... Um, uh, 
interview. Now, this interview is by, with a guy called Kuldip Badjwa, who um, uh, works for the London Community Credit Union. And what they do is they help out with loans. So they help out people who can't get loans from conventional lenders or where loans are too expensive. They all pull together and help these people out mm. to lend money at relatively low interest rates so people can get out of um, debt and, and, and support the local community. And they also run a sort of community bank account as well where people mm. can support that. So we called it was a really interesting guy. You actually sat on in on this interview, didn't you? Do you remember? Which one was this? <laughs> Can't you remember called it? Well, I've only been in two in the space of the last... No, you've been in three, darling. I've been in three? Yeah, been in three. And we definitely interviewed called it. Should we listen to the oh, interview? Oh, yes, I do remember this one. Yeah, I do. Okay, should we listen to yeah, it? Yeah, let's listen to it. Hi, Coldip, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Yep. And and we've got another person involved in the interview today. It's only a second one, it's Charlotte. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Good. So I met Coldeep at um, an event a few weeks ago. It was at the, um, uh, it, was, it was Tracy and Kirsten's event, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the East London Community Foundation. <coughs> How do you know those guys? Uh, they got in touch, they, we work in similar areas of yeah. East London, um, and we both sort of do similar things. Right? They work with a lot of community groups. We are a sort of community non-profit organisation. Yeah. yeah. And so I hooked up with him and met you. Cool. Uh, it's all good. And, and, and actually, just, it's really interesting. And, and do you do any work with them, or how does it work? We, we haven't. That was the first time I yeah. went along to one of those events. Yeah. Uh, but we hope to do something yeah. together in the future. It's just about building connections, isn't it? And building yeah. the relationships at that point in time. Okay, cool. So um, you're probably going to do what you do and who you are more justice than I am. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I'm uh, Caldy Badra. I'm the Communications and Engagement Manager at London Community Credit Union. Okay. Um, where I've been for about a year. Um, my background's in the voluntary sector. I've worked in with charities and community groups in Kensington and Chelsea for about eight or nine years previously, okay. providing advice, information, training to equip smaller groups, smaller community organisations, make sure they can go out and make a difference. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. yeah, I've been with the credit union for a year. In fact, it's a year this week. Oh, happy, oh. happy anniversary! It's, it's not birthday, is it? It's more it's anniversary. It's not birthday. It's a, a, a job birthday. And how did people ever get me a cake? On this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, well, you expect a cake now. I mean, now, now you've said it. Let's hope no one sings. <laughs> yeah. um, and how did you get into the charity sector? Uh, by accident, really. Okay. Um, I did various administrative roles many, many years ago. Okay. Um, just sort of did it progress from there. Really. Yeah. What well, did you did you go to uni or did you? I went to uni. I, I dropped out of uni. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And did all sorts of jobs. And, and many years ago, I worked in catering, all sorts of uh, customer service in mm. central London. Okay. Uh, but I really enjoyed the charity sector. Yes. Yeah. Sort of where I've always looked to sort of work over the last. Few years, and in terms of, in terms of what you really enjoy about the community, uh, the, the charity sector, what really floats your boat? What, what do you get up in the morning and think, you know what, that's where this is good? Yeah. I, I like the fact that it, we make a difference. Yeah. Um, 
particularly my last role, for example, you know, I, I didn't, it wasn't just what we did as yeah. an organisation, we were an umbrella organisation for all mm. the small mm. community groups or the local charities. Yeah. And seeing the work that they do was really inspiring. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And it's similar to what, I mean, we had, I, we had this conversation with Tracy where mm. actually being that empower of smaller groups to make a difference on the ground is yeah. quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of good work that goes on that you don't see. Yes. Uh, very close and in but just being seeing some of the people who you know volunteer their own time yeah. and their own resources it's great yeah. and if I could support them in any way I would do. The, the interesting thing Kaldeep and it's one of the things that we've realised since doing the kindness project mm. is you don't realise how much good stuff goes on right you know there's plenty of people yeah. giving away uh, giving their time and their effort and their energy and their money and, and their money yeah. to, to um, to, to help support their communities and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, we've seen quite a lot of that, haven't we? Yes, we have. Um, so tell me a little bit about the London Community Credit Union. Well, uh, London Community Credit Union is uh, a provider of, sort of financial services, yeah. banking services, uh, yeah. savings, loans, current accounts. Um, and we operate across parts of East London, plus mm. East London, North London. Okay. And uh, so what's your remit geographically? Geographically, we work across seven boroughs. Okay. Um, put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tower Hamlet, Hackney, Newham, okay. Islington, Waltham Forest, Harringay, and the city of. Oh, so, no, yes. they weren't bad, was it? They weren't bad. For a long spot job, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. But we, we started off as Tower Hamlet's credit union um, in 2000, and mm. we've expanded out. Has that been expansion through amalgamation of other credit unions? Has, uh, is that how that's worked? We, we were invited to spread into Hackney by the local council there. Okay. Their credit union had folded, and then okay. we merged with Newham, yeah. New Cred, yeah, yeah. Um, three years ago. Okay. So we now have sort of bases in three boroughs. And you've got you've got sort of a base in three boroughs, but cover seven. Are there sort of credit unions in the south of London? And there uh, are there are there are plenty of credit unions, and yeah. so there are credit unions sort of working in central London. Okay. Uh, yeah. And sort of out here. In okay. Six. Yeah. Uh, but a credit union has to have a common bond, which means all its members has to have something in popular. Okay. Uh, sorry, in common. Um, for us, that's the location. It's a geographical location, and a lot yeah. of credit unions are sort of location-based. But you do get credit unions in workplaces as well. Okay. So, for example, mm-hmm. um, the armed forces have a credit union. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, the okay. police force have a credit union, mm. and larger organisations. So, in specific sectors, there'll be sector, there'll be industry or um, or job specific. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, me neither. As long as there's, there's something that ties those people together. Mm. Well, apart from geography and occupation, is there any other sort of ties that bind people the, when it comes to credit unions? based groups, because credit unions oh, are yeah. quite common in some parts of the world, but not so much here in the UK. And what they are is when people come together and pull their savings, yeah. um, and they save a little in each one, and out of that pool they can then sort of lend and make yeah. small loans. Mm. Um, and so people don't sort of have to go to you know high interest lenders. Yes. And the idea was brought over here in the fifties. Okay. It was the fifties by uh, immigrants from the Caribbean. Okay. Mm. Credit unions are a lot more common. Really, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. Well, they're, they're definitely growing here in Britain. 
yeah. in the last 20 years they've grown a lot. Yeah. Okay, really interesting. So it may be around faith, it may be around uh, job, or it may be around um, location. Uh, location, and, and that works really well. And how many how many people use your services? Because I I look at your accounts, and uh, it's not in it's not an insubstantial amount, is it? No, it's not. We've we've got over sixteen and a half thousand active members currently. Okay. Um, since we opened our doors in 2000 to our Hamlets, we've, we've probably serviced about uh, over 40,000 people. Okay. So people do sort of come and go, and that's p- partly because people move in and out of the area. Yeah. And so, you know, when they move out, they no longer need our services. Mm-hmm. But also for some people who struggle to open a, a, an account on the mainstream bank, we're a stepping stone. Gotcha. So, yeah. You know, build a bit of financial history with us, and then they can access. So that supports their credit score, right? You know, if if they've yeah. got an account with you, it's a stepping stone to get a to get an account with the bank. Yes, bank. definitely. So if, yeah. if people borrow a small amount from us and pay it back, it's mm. it will reflect well on them. In, ter- in terms of the split, so there's sixteen thousand members. Yeah. How many borrow and how many lend? Well, well they all save with us. That's okay. sort of one criteria to open okay. an account. You have to sort of save, and we look for a regular commitment to saving. Okay. Because that's our sort of main goal is to help people become more sort of uh, yeah financially independent. Yeah. yeah. Um, we lend quite a lot. Um, we probably lend about seven million a year. Okay. Um, and to sixteen and a half thousand people. Considering they're generally smaller loans, that's quite a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and so we yeah, we probably make about three or four thousand loans a year. Okay, that's a decent amount. Yeah. Um, are they are some of those loans repeat loans? So they do they tend to be short term and then paid back and then oh. somebody asks for money again? Uh, quite often, yes. Yeah. Mm. Some people come back to us year on year to borrow for Christmas, for example. Mm. Yeah. Oh. In the run up to Christmas, uh, get to the sort of second half of the year, and they realise they haven't quite saved enough. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so they'll top up what yeah. they've saved. Um, so Christmas is always a busy period yeah. for us. Holidays as well. Gotcha. Yeah, we yeah. do try and encourage people to save towards those things. So, for example, we have special savings accounts for Christmas, mm. uh, a Christmas savings club, mm. where we lock people's money away until October. And then they, then they, they, it comes out just in time. That date seems to be getting earlier every year, yeah, right? Cold yeah. you know. Do you to start us. opening it in August, just just as the uh, just as the Christmas songs starting to shop? Uh, mm. Especially in our house, though, because Mum starts Christmas shopping after Christmas ends. <laughs> yeah, she 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 likes to she likes be to well start prepared. really early. Yeah, and she, Cassie's a bit of a planner on that, isn't she? Yes. So my, my wife's a bit of a planner on that because she'll turn around and go, right, what are we doing next year? So we're planning, in our house it's funny because we've got Charlotte's birthday, we've got Sophie's birthday, then we've got Christmas and we've got uh, Cassie's mom's birthday, birthday. Uh, Charlotte's mum's birthday, all within a month. Um, so it's a really... Roughly uh, a month, it's, I think it's a little yeah, bit more just than a month. Over. Yeah, but it's, it's a month uh, and two days. It's quite a busy time, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Christmas and then I've got three sisters okay. and my mother all in January. Really? <laughs> so after you've done the Christmas yeah. spend. Yeah. Um, and, and where do you think the credit union sits? There's loads of options for credit, right? From your high street banks to your payday lenders to everything in the middle. Where does a credit union sit? 
alongside all those other credit options? Well, we're, we're probably in the middle okay. um, in the sense that we're, we're not a fully fledged bank. Mm. Uh, we don't provide all the services you can get on the high, mm. from a high street bank. Mm. But we're certainly not a high, a high interest lender. We're yeah. not a payday lender. Mm. And for a lot of people who do struggle to open accounts with sort of mainstream banks, because they don't, might not have a passport, they might not have a driving yeah. license, yeah, yeah. they struggle to sort of prove um, the right ID. They might have you know, moved around a lot and not had a sort of fixed address. Yep. Um, we, we work with people who come out of homeless uh, hostels, we work with ex-offenders, yeah. so people that haven't yeah. you know, got a fixed address. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can be a bit more lenient because we take time to get to know the person as well. How does that uh, building developing relationship work? How, how does that, is that based on them opening an account and then how, how, does that, how does that development of that relationship manifest well, itself? The relationship's really important to us. It's sort of key because we really want to get to know the person. Mm. And so, for example, we won't just lend money to somebody based on their credit score or okay. something like that. Or even if somebody's had bad debt in the past, mm. we won't automatically exclude them from okay. their credit. Yeah. We'll look into their circumstances and get to know them. So if people are struggling to prove their identity, we can afford to be a little more lenient. And yeah. We'll accept letters yeah. of recommendation, for example. Gotcha. Yeah, I understand that. They've been in sort of sheltered housing or anything like that. Okay, fair in enough. Um, and so it sits some, somewhere in the middle, but you're not a profit-making profit make organisation, right? Well, we're a non-profit organisation in the okay. sense that that's not our ultimate goal. Okay. Um, but we're, we're a mutual member-led organisation. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so if we do make any money at the end of the year we, we can decide to award ourselves a dividend payment Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's in place of interest on savings it's really interesting because my first ever job was with the Mutual so it was with the Woolwich do you remember the yes. Woolwich Boom Society uh, and we've seen um, mutual organisations in financial services become rarer and rarer and rarer over the years when I joined the Woolwich two years after, um, it demutualised then immediately got bought by Barclays, um, which had a different ethos, a different culture, a different way of doing things. I think there's now just a handful of sort of mutuals in the market. I mean, in, in our space, I think Royal London's mutual, but a big one. Um, and I, it's interesting when you look at the culture of mutual compared to the culture of a organisation that's got to make profit for shareholders, right? I think the way they make decisions can be a lot different. That's right. I mean, we're always trying to reach more people in the sense that we want to expand our services, mm. but we also want to make sure that we serve our members well yeah. and provide them with the best service possible. Yeah. And that's those are sort of our two primary motivations. But um, members are very important to us in the sense that because they own the organisation, they have a say. Yeah. So we're, we're governed by a board of members, volunteer members, yeah. who give them yeah. time to provide a strategic lead. Organisation. Excellent. Um, and what? So um, you've talked about the areas you cover. Are there uh, in geographically? Are there are there any plans to expand that? Well, we're not going to expand geographically. Okay. So there, there are credit unions in, in different areas. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's sort of interested in joining the credit union, you know, you can find your local one online. There's, okay. there's a great website called Find Your Credit Union. Okay. okay. And you can just put in your postcode and it'll tell you what credit unions. We'll, we'll put that on the show notes as well, so if anybody yeah. needs access to a credit union, they can they can have a look at that. Yeah. Um, and in terms of 
In terms of um, uh, knowing what a credit union does, if somebody's listening to the podcast, sitting at home going, right, I'm not sure how, where I fit. Do I go to a bank? Do I go to a payday or do I, can I get support in the middle? Why would they come to a credit union as opposed to look at other sources of credit? Well, like I said, a lot of people come to us because they you know, struggle to access mainstream financial services. Yeah. Even people who can open a bank account with a mainstream bank might realise that they won't be able to get credit because the sort of credit checks are yeah, gotcha. and they're yeah. automated, they're done by a computer who will sort of say yes or no. Computer says no. Yeah. Whereas we are very much person centred in the sense that you know, we, we like to get to know our members and uh, understand their circumstances. So if somebody approached us for a loan, um, yeah, you know, for the bad, bad credit in the past, we won't automatically say no. We'll look at, you know, if they can afford it, then yeah. it's, it's in, interesting, isn't it? Because, as you say, people people who have had tough times in their life, yeah. like homelessness, like, you know, uh, getting into trouble, like, need sometimes, need that additional support, not at extor- extortionate rates that the payday lenders want to charge, and where do they find it? It sounds like credit union might be a, an opportunity for That's them right. to, to get back on their feet. We, we, we pride ourselves on being sort of ethical, mm. and uh, we won't lend money to people if it's going to get them into more trouble, yeah. it's going to yeah. build up more debt. Yeah. So we'll try and work with them and, mm. and try and you know, make sure that if we do lend, it's, it's a step towards you know, becoming more financially yeah. Yeah. the other way around. And I've, I've, I've noticed on the website that you do work with employers. Help me understand the work you do with employers and how that fits into the services of the credit union. Well, for a lot of people, it's, it's very hard to save when you get your wages and you've got you know, lots of different competing things, bills, you know, social yeah. life and so yeah. on. And, and people find it easier to save if money can be deducted at source. Okay. So we work with employers uh, to help their employees save by deducting money directly from their salary. Fine. They'll say how much they want to put away each month uh, and the employer will pay that to us. And that makes it easy to develop a habit and put mm. away money without really noticing it. And then you know, notice a few months down the line that you've sort of built up a nice little nest. Well, it's really interesting. I, th- I think you're right when it comes to that. The more invisible you can make savings, the better, right? Yes. Because it habitually, uh, you, you're never going to get to the end of the month and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to save that £100 a month. But you will at the start. You, you'll miss it less at the end if you, just, if you just put it away. So yes. certainly, um, certainly that, that absolutely makes sense. And, what, um, and is that employers within your geographical remit? It is, yes. Okay. Uh, and we work with a number of large employers. We work with uh, the local councils in mm. Hackney, Tower Hamlet, and Newham. Yeah. We work with uh, some NHS okay. hospitals and housing associations, but also smaller community organisations. Um, because I think employers are increasingly realising that sort of financial health is part of sort of general health and well-being. Absolutely. You know, people do get stressed and you know concerned about money worries and it plays on your mind yeah. and it affects you at work. Yeah, I mean there's some really interesting statistics about that. But it's based on a US study, but certainly more people worry about money at work than any other thing, including the work, which always seemed a bit strange to me. But if you've got that underlying concern of not being... Uh, not being financially um, capable, then that's going to underwrite everything you worry about, right? Yes, yeah, so mm. when you have money worries, I think it impacts on everything because yeah. it, it never goes away. You can't really sort of forget about it. Yeah. 
Well, you can, but it just yeah, it will definitely keep him coming back. But I mean, the, the scheme we run is quite easy for employers. So, like, we do all the work in a sense, and they yeah. just have to sign up. It's done through payroll, yeah. or is it, it done it's through? It's done through payroll. So the, the, we will sign up their employees as members, yeah. and they will just tell us how much they want deducted. And okay. Once a month, the employer will take that out of their pay and pay it to us in lump sum. Okay, fine. So there's no cost to the employer. Certainly. It does help the employees. Yeah. And why do people tend to come to you to, to lend and not use the alternative options? Well, so I'm talking about savings with you that, that then you then lend out to... Well, well, people borrow from us because, well, you know, you might see great rates advertised from the high street bank. Mm. The type of people who we work with mostly wouldn't be able to access credit at those rates. Yes. And so they're not the, the high street banks are not necessarily any cheaper. So they'll, they'll come to us. And the alternative is payday lending. Yeah. It's high street. Uh, and how do the interest rates compare? Well, well, well. Our, our interest rates range from sort of thirty six percent for sort of short term okay. small loans up down to nine percent. That's the APR, isn't it? That's, that's the APR. Okay. So that that compares to uh, I don't know. There's yeah. a bunch of loans. Like, Payday loans that payday loans can be achieved a thousand percent. Yeah, they yeah. have been capped now, but they're still very high. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair one on. thing you'll find is sometimes they advertise their rates or week, weekly repayments, which sound affordable, but when you look at a loan, how, 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 how much yeah. it adds up. Yeah, it's expensive, isn't it? Mm. Shana, that was really good, wasn't it? It was amazing. <laughs> I loved chatting to Caldip. We've got part two of his interview where he asks the where he answers the questions of the podcast next yep. week. But in the meantime, should we get on with the end of the show? Let's go. Let's do it. Tis the end. Tis, tis the end. Oh, is it the end? Not really. Not really. No. It's not really the end. The because end. we've it's got... It's never the end. It's never the end because we've got last week's question of the podcast. This, this week, week, last week. Answered last week. And last week's question of the podcast was... What's your guilty pleasure? What is your guilty pleasure? And we had a wide range of answers. A lot of food and music related answers, but some uh, clothes in there as well. Off again. Um, uh, no, um, the, um, the, so the questions of the podcast, what's your guilty pleasure? So the guilty pleasure, let's start with um, at Impossible Elf on Twitter, um, who said no pleasure should be ever be something to feel guilty about unless you enjoy murder so it went a bit dark all of a sudden didn't it should i feel, feel guilty about the murder all right maybe um dennis hall said he feels guilty about listening to podcasts ever all right dennis so you're not, not a fan. listening to podcasts um, ever uh esteem money at esteem money on twitter said jelly belly beans i love a good jelly belly bean a jelly belly bean i thought it's a belly, jelly bean no, you can get jelly belly beans. I think they're from M&S, but yeah, they're good. Um, Charlie Goodman, good old Charlie, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Said fret a chocolate chunk cookies he likes. So that's all good. Jeannie uh, Boyle, absolute classic. She's a friend of the show, by the mm-hmm. way. She, her guilty pleasure is power ballads. Now, I love a good 80s power ballad, don't you? <laughs> 
that I don't understand what you're on about. Like a, 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 a sort of really like belter slow song, like a Celine oh Dion or a, or a Barbara Streisand or somebody like that. Like somebody who's just really like sort of rocking the power ballads. Damien Cliburn clearly eats all his kids' chocolates because Damien Cliburn's guilty pleasure is eating all the kids' sweets after they've gone to bed. So I've just got this image of um, Damien buying a um, Easter egg and suddenly the kids wake up in the morning and it's gone. The bunny must have eaten it. Uh, Keith Arnold said Strictly. He mm. loves a bit of Strictly Come Dancing. I'm, I'm liking a bit of Dancing on Ice at the minute, to be honest. I don't know if I'd call it a guilty pleasure, um, but it is a... You know what um, else I'm liking? What? Greatest Dancer. So do I. I like the Greatest Dancer. I don't know if I feel that guilty about watching it, though, to be honest. No, I don't. Yeah. Keith, don't feel guilty about watching Strictly. Whatever floats your boat, mate, is entirely up to you. Victor Sachs said Skippy Super Chuck. Peanut butter. Now I don't know what that is. No. It, Skippy. Is that made of kangaroos? Is that why he's feeling guilty about <laughs> it? I don't know. Um, Russell Dames, friend of the show and our esteemed editor, uh, said uh, he likes the only way is Essex. Lol. Joke. Um, I don't really have any guilty pleasures. I sometimes watch Don't Tell the Bride. Russ, that counts as a guilty pleasure, mate. Oh, it's no, definitely. you should never be guilty of watching Don't Tell the Bride. Pleasure. Don't Tell the definitely. Bride is a good show. What's so good about Don't Tell the Bride? The antics the, the, the fiancé gets up don't to. Don't tell your dad you watch Don't Tell the Bride. That's what I'm saying. I used to watch Don't Tell the Bride when I was ten. Did you? That was my good pastime if the Great British Breakoff wasn't on on Tuesdays. So is Don't Tell the Bride a good Great British Breakoff replacement? Yeah. Okay, why? Especially if you watch three episodes consecutively. Yeah. Maybe we should have a conversation about your TV consumption. <laughs> um, uh, Alistair uh, McCann said, pleasures should never be guilty, ever, otherwise they wouldn't be pleasurable. And I think that's an absolutely fair point. Lauren Sweeney disagrees and went, Celine Dion. Celine Dion! You know what I like? You know, the that wasn't a very good Celine Dion impression, was it? You know, the best example of Celine Dion, Muppet 2 where she sings a song with Miss Piggy. Oh, my God, I can't yes. remember the name of the song, but her cameo appearance in Muppets 2 is almost... And th th they're singing about how she's, like, she's got something she wants, but now she's not sure if it's what she actually yeah. wants. It was almost as good as the prisoners in the gulag. Oh, my God, singing at yeah, the chorus line. Really I really, really, really good. Uh, Jody uh, said, Horatio from CSI Miami. Uh, Diane, Dan forever takes the mick out of me for that one. Uh, Debbie Davidson likes leg warmers. Who doesn't like leg warmers? I've oh. got a pair of them right now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Um, uh, I've just got some Kindness Project sponsored pants. I haven't um, done that yet. Uh, and John, John Cook said, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure, following the theme. If you like something and it's legal, who cares what pretentious critics and the rest of the real world deems to be cool? And I'd agree, John. And then he said, apart from Hollyoaks, which is his, apparently his guilty pleasure. So what if it's, um, what if it's not legal? Um, if it's if it's unlegal, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. Doug Bennett didn't even bother putting any words. 
He just took a photo of a bag of rebels <laughs> and posted it on my timeline. And Nicola Taylor said, Earth, wind and fire, that's groove. Um, Richard, Richard Ellis loves a bit of scotch. Hi, Kelly, how are you? Richard Ellis loves a bit of scotch. Um, <laughs> and Rob Stevenson said, molten brown bath salts. I've never heard of them. You should buy some MB stock as a hedge, really. And a lamb loves ice cream. I don't think ice cream counts as you a guilty pleasure. You can't count that as a guilty pleasure. Like, no. Guilty pleasures are stuff like murder. Did Why are you going back to murder <laughs> as a guilty pleasure? Can't we, can't we have a level that's better than murder as a guilty pleasure? Uh, Injury. <laughs> GBH. I don't Just know. like, oh! <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to The Kindness Project, where we tend to end every episode on a relatively dark note. And a bit um, of shambolic nonsense. And a, and a bit of shambolic uh, nonsense. Uh, thanks for tuning in once more. And... Uh, Thank you to our Facebook livers. Thank you to everybody listening on iTunes and Spotify yes. and, and, and on the website. And on that particular note, uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.